The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, and coming soon to Louisiana. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you win. Sign up today and bet $10 to get $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to buy PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head on over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. And next, we're brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a $100,000 guaranteed contest for the big game, plus a 100% deposit match over at ThriveFantasy.com, promo code SGP. And next, we're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing daily fantasy sports app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $15,000 with just one entry. Head on over to StableDuel.com and get started today. And finally, we're brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a free-to-play app that allows you to bet on all your favorite NFL player props for a chance to win awesome prizes. Download the app today over at BetterFantasy.com SGPN. And of course, while you're downloading apps, don't forget to download the SGPN app. It's your home for all of our free picks and podcasts right there in the bottom of your hand. Download the SGPN app wherever it is you download apps. Hi, Joe DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 113. So we'll send it out to number 13, the greatest Canadian basketball player of all time, Steve Nash. This one goes out to you, um, especially since you're now forced to coach Kyrie Irving and James Harden to a lesser extent. So this one goes out to you, Mr. Nash. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I would be the host. My name currently would be Jeff Doomsday Fox or Doomsday. Uh, no, I think it has to go in the middle, Jeff Doomsday Fox. And I come to you from the very snowy northern campus of the MMA Gambling Podcast Studios where we're being hit with a maybe not quite a snow apocalypse, but it's uh, it's getting there, getting there. But I thought I'd um, share that with everyone since we have listeners all over the world and some of you probably are in sunny locales and you, you want to live vicariously through my excitement here in the snow. So there you go. Um, hopefully also you're listening to us on our feed, the dedicated feed, MMA gambling podcast feed. So you get this in your ears immediately, because as we've seen in the past, these lines on some of these fights that we give you picks for the lines change very quickly. I like to pretend it's because of us, but, um, I think it's just a coincidence, but anyhow, hopefully you subscribe to our feed. And if, if you have, or even if you haven't subscribed, if you could give us a review on Apple podcasts. Even if it's a bad review, I don't care. It, as, as long as it's bad about uh, my co-host and good about me, then that's actually preferred. So do that um, because we have a little internal contest right now to see who – or a competition to see which of the SGPN podcasts can get the most reviews in a week, I think it is. So anyhow, if you go in there, give us a review. Tell us how horrible Gumby is and how much money he's cost you and – uh, your wife left you because of it, all that stuff. Uh, let us know that, and we would appreciate it. And thank you, everyone, for listening to the SGPN Network. We January was a record month for the network. Record number of downloads, record number of listeners. We are rocket-strapped. We're headed to the top. So thank you 
we couldn't do it without all, all of you, obviously. So thank you for listening. And obviously, anyone who gives us a review, thank you for that. Make the review funny. That's even better. Make it funny. Um, all right, let's uh, bring in my cohort here, the one that you're going to trash in all the reviews because he went over seven last week and probably cost you your all, all of your savings. Um, we seem to learn a little bit, a uh, little something new about him every every week. Last episode, we learned that he listens to CDs still and not uh, doesn't stream music. So he is a very anti-millennial, anti-generation, whatever the next generation is, Zed, or whatever it is my son claims to be. Um, what else can I tell you? He's come down from the mountain up high where he was born. He's come down from the mountain to tell us the MMA gambling gospel and give you your picks. He is Man Mountain Gumby, Mr. Daniel Gumby Vreeland. Hey, you didn't really give me hey. anything to, to dispute this week. Yep. I was, you know, like you can you can feel free to write bad reviews of my name if it means you <laughs> so I'm not going to dispute that. You could have dedicated episode 13 to uh, the most mediocre high school goalie uh, in the history of Western Massachusetts. Um, <laughs> you played goalie? Was, yeah, yeah. No, in I what hockey? I, no, I played I played uh, soccer. Yeah, oh, soccer. Yeah, okay. yeah. I played all of the like uh, positions that involve not running a real lot that are really damaging to your body anyway um, in sports. Was, well, you, like, but you play catcher, so that, yeah, that, that, that yeah, you goes against that. You, you don't run a lot, and your body gets hurt. I know, but it destroys your body, doesn't it? Are, yeah, aren't your knees destroyed that's by That's what now? I said. Same same thing with goalie. Oh, you okay. don't run a lot, and it destroys your body. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Now, now, you, now, I, now I do jujitsu, so I don't yeah. run a lot, and I I destroy my body. Yeah. Perfect. It's perfect. pretty great. And, and for a while, I did play a little basketball, not very much, uh, because I wasn't very good. Um, so, uh, but I was a center then, so I guess that's the least really? amount of running and the most amount of damage, right? Giant, yes, giant was, Dan. Yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a, I'm not a giant. In, in halting Western, presence in Western Massachusetts, if you're six foot tall, you're a center. Uh, never mind that I didn't actually play for a high school and I played like rec league, so uh, yeah. I was I was the tallest guy by a mile. <laughs> wow, bunch of uh, I didn't know there was a, uh, a pygmy population or whatever in, in your <laughs> area, but apparently there is. Is that? A, I mean, there's, I don't know. There's, a, there's like tall, like it's just that it's like a, a very small town, so you have like less kids to choose from. So like, rarely you have a big tall guy, but um, not very often do you have a big tall folk. Man, I, sh- I, I should have moved where you were. I could have been a star. Yeah, you could have been a star in like crappy Western Mass basketball. Yeah, sure. You, yeah, you'd have been great. Exactly, <laughs> that would have been a dream. Would have been a dream, but then I may not have ended up on this podcast because I would have been in the NBA with my counterpart Steve Nash, right? So, yeah. <laughs> there you go. And and his former team, the Phoenix Suns, spanked his current team he's coaching last night, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. So thank you very much. Eleven straight wins for my Phoenix Suns. I think because I've been watching them is why they're winning. And That's Brooklyn works, didn't right? cover the spread, which I I happen to know. <laughs> I wonder why. I wonder why the degenerate would know what that. Hmm. I bet a lot of people listening know know that also. So, I had someone text me last night about that, saying how much he hates James Harden and he needs him to lose <laughs> uh, for his bet tonight. So he hates him even more. So it, it came through. James Harden lost. So no no worries there. No, who's yeah. better, De- Devin Booker or James Harden? That's a question I put out there. At uh, this point, Devin Booker's a better scorer. Yes. Uh, how about that? And defender. Um, a better defender, too, I would and, say. Yeah, and, and probably a better defender. But, like, James Harden, mm. I think I would probably still take in crunch time because he's going to draw a foul no matter what. And yeah, that's true. He, he is better at dishing the ball, too. But some of that's because he's got better yeah. people to dish it to. 
No, good points. Good points. This is well, give not me with a, my, uh, well, give me with my basketball analysis. That all Dan sounds knows still. basketball. <laughs> people who read people who read sportsgamblingpodcast.com know that Dan writes the weekly basketball column. Um, usually, you, you do pretty good on that DFS column. You do too, right? You usually yeah, get uh, in the money last, fairly often. Was it last week or the week before? I did phenomenal. It wasn't last week. Somebody got hurt last week, and that screwed me over. But it was the week before, I think, that I I had a real good one. I hope you actually are playing them too, uh, not just oh, of course. Leave, of them, course. leave them for our fans. Good. There you go. So that's why um, I don't – oh, basically, I probably don't have to pay you for this podcast then, right? I can tell, <laughs> tell Sean that hey, don't worry about paying it. This is uh, – he's making enough off uh, off his basketball winnings. So, and, yeah, hopefully we can we can win you people some money this week. It's, we're not a basketball podcast. I I think we should make a we should make a list of everything I say we're not because um, <laughs> we're not a basketball podcast we're not a uh, political uh, political podcast we're not there's a lot of things I we're say not we're Napoleon not, Dynamite so. spin off not Napoleon Dynamite <laughs> that's because we got all our Napoleon lines out right before we went on air so we got it out of our system people um, we've got a fight card this week if you want to call it that it's, um, I think this fight card is amazing are we really going there it's a great you're, one. Because you're you're into the it's an average fight card with with non bold capitalized names on it, but uh, it, it's it's got a lot of interesting people on it. If if you're hardcore and you, if you're listening to this, you, you probably are hardcore. But um, yeah, there, there's there's some interesting debuts. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. But it's how meaningful is it? There's maybe the main event's probably the only fight that is meaningful, and only if a certain person wins it, probably. I mean, like, immediately meaningful to a title picture, yes, yeah. you are a thousand percent correct. Uh, or even the top ten, maybe? Like, is there, uh, is there, there anybody there's else somebody who, if he wins, There's somebody who, if he wins, I think belongs in the top ten. Okay, okay. At least one more person Ooh. who I would put in the top ten, and another one who, if he won in convincingly, you might put in the top 15. See, Dan is a professional podcaster he knows how to how to oh no there, there's, you there's, people. there's already somebody in the top 15 too you forgot alexis davis yeah i was gonna say yeah. <laughs> yeah i was gonna that's something i was gonna bring up you know what this um this fight card is lousy um lousy meeting lots of you know there's uh, a whole bunch of canadians on this fight card dan which means, which means we're going to have to bring back our Canadian trivia and, and uh, no. <laughs> pr- prove uh, Dan can play the role of the dumb American. Sometimes you're pretty good at it, so um, maybe you do okay. We'll see. We'll see if, if you know your Canadians and your, and your Canadian news. And I dedicated the podcast to a Canadian, so it's all coming. We all oh, wrap it up like an episode of Seinfeld. All the, everything ties together at the end, right? That's, that's, that's probably right. before it your time. You, always... you probably never watched it. No, I, I was a Seinfeld guy. Good. Yeah, yeah. Seinfeld, Seinfeld fits right there in in my uh, my schism. <laughs> Perfect. Are any any news that needs to be discussed before we jump into the card? Um, Holly Holm versus Ketlin Vieira was just announced as a headliner. It's, I think that was a fight we predicted would happen. Was it not after Vieira yeah. won the last fight? I, I'm almost well, but it's easier to just predict that winning yeah. winning bantamweight fights Holly Holm yep. next. Yep. Um, is it a bantamweight well, fight or featherweight? It's bantamweight. They're actually fighting okay. a bantamweight. I think because this is a pretty logical um, number one contenders fight slash uh, backup fighter for if Amanda Nunez can't make fight week. Right. Um, right. So like that 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 seems like the logical. But you missed the co-main event of that that fight card. Did you talk about uh, that one? Gustafsson versus Rothwell. <laughs> yeah. Alexander <laughs> Gustafsson versus Ben Rothwell. Yes. Is the weirdest thing I saw. Um. 
you know, shout out to Big Marcel on on Twitter. He's the yeah. Big Marcel twenty four is the guy uh, who, if you're looking for for fight announcements as fast as you can possibly get them, uh, he's the one who puts them out there. Um, is he always right? Sorry to interrupt, but is he yeah, is he accurate yeah, usually? I, I've never seen him miss one. Okay, uh, good. Like it, he he sources them to like it, uh, he's rarely like the first person source, right. uh, and he usually lists the source too, which is really nice. Um, yep. So then you don't have to doubt it. Um, one time he did say that somebody might have fallen out because his the manager said that he had fallen out, and then he didn't yep. actually fall out. So like, okay. but that's the one time. Anyway, but he posted the pictures of Ben Rothwell next to Alexander Gustafson next mm-hmm. to each other. And I had to squint at it and be like, wait, really? And then I looked to make sure it wasn't a parody account of him because people make parody accounts of this dude all the time. <laughs> and I'm, yep. and then, like, announce crazy-ass matchups and try to get people to click on it. Uh, but, like, I just saw it, and I was like, wait a second, is this a parody? And then it wasn't. And that, to me, is even greater. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, this uh... – this is not a matchup we expected to see um, at all. I didn't ever and, expect to see Alexander Gustafson ever again, as long well, as we're being real honest. I never we, thought we, I We may not, though. You know, that's the thing. He's had fights announced recently that True. he that hasn't come through, so maybe we haven't. Yeah, he, he's one of those great disappointments. Eh? We, we we touch on them every once in a while, guys that just didn't pan out, and he's one of them, eh? I think he, I think he panned out. It was just like – it was once it, it – once he didn't hit – the highest of highs, right? Like he, he flew really close to the sun in his wings of wax and then like oh plummeted. Boy. He plummeted so hard after that, right? Like yeah. it, it, it was not a, it was not a graceful fall for the top for Alexander Gustafson. Yeah. Um, it was, although he holds a wild knockout victory over the current champ, uh, Glover Teixeira. Yeah. Um, it's one of my favorite knockouts of all time, actually. Um, I think it's super underrated on like the list of knockouts. He hits him with like literally three of the exact same uppercut in a row, like a video, like uh, like a video game, like a Street Fighter uh, Mortal Kombat game, where you just spam in the buttons and and you find one that's that's working. You the, just keep the Jacks uppercuts. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, ho- hopefully he comes back. But I, I guess it's not fair to say he was a a failure because it's like saying every basketball player who played during Jordan's time was a failure. Like he was up against uh he went up against John Jones and when know. he was, he was one round away from owning a title multiple yeah. times, yeah, multiple exactly. times. Cause he was that for, uh, I, I mean, like I, I know everybody remembers the John Jones ones. He was that with, with Daniel Cormier too. He yeah. was a round away from taking a title. Daniel who? Cormier. Cormier. Oh, Cormier. Right. Yes. <laughs> the mass, uh, Western mass, the way of saying Cor- it. Apparently. Cormier. Cormier. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's, we have Mark, Mark Andre Barrio on, on this week's card. So you got to get your, uh, Got to get your accents right here. But the, Are you going to say not, Alexi Davi? Hmm. No, she's not from Quebec, no. Um, but th- this isn't a uh, Alexander Gustafson podcast, is it, Dan? No, no not. we're not at Alexander. <laughs> Hopefully people are keeping track of things I say that about now, because I'm not going to do it. The, the only prep we do is I – actually, I joke about not doing prep, but I do a lot of prep for, for these. Yeah, you do, I do. A, a few hours to go through this stuff, but. I enjoy doing, you know, I'm, maybe I'm a nerd, but I kind of like, for some reason, doing the little write-ups on each fighter. I don't know. I guess it helps me make my picks, and then it helps me write all the, the articles I get paid for, so maybe that's why I enjoy it. But anyhow, um, let's, let's jump into the card. But first, let's jump into telling you about WinBet, of course, because they're the greatest. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and coming soon, Louisiana. Oh, the list is getting so long. I'm, 
out of breath. Uh, we're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in all your favorite teams, players, and sports with from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. And we mentioned, I mentioned Louisiana. WinMet is now beginning pre-registration for the state of Louisiana. Place a $10 bet, and regardless of the outcome, you'll receive 250 bucks in free bets when WinBet goes live in Louisiana. All other new customers have a chance to win to get, excuse me, $200 in free bets with the same $10 bet. Don't forget about all the props that will be available on WinBet for the Super Bowl, whatever that is. Super Bowl. Hmm. Okay. Uh, the best part, you can build your own bet to create a prop-focused same-game parlay for the big game. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. For booster parlays to live in-game odds in every major sport, we have what you need to win. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Super Bowl, is that like a copy of the Grey Cup? Is that what it's like? Yeah, it's like a fancy Grey Cup. Oh, okay. All right, I got it then. All right. Let's say about stable though, too, while I'm on a roll here. There are never enough things to gamble on, and the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is now there is a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and pay games for real cash prizes, which we all love. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $15,000 with one entry. That sounds very nice. Don't know anything about horses? Nope. Not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or play against just our stables. You can even follow them in the app, and we can compare our own stats. So download now at StableDuo.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stables. See you in the winner's circle. Play, race, win. All right. Have you done both your podcasts and talked about this this uh, fight card ad nauseum already, Dan? No, just one podcast so far. Okay. You All you right, you are you are without uh you are without being the third one here. Well, that's good because you haven't had time probably to think out a lot of these things. So maybe I can. Get no, I'm I'm pretty confident <laughs> in my picks. Are you? Yeah, I like the yeah. Like I always like to ask uh, how how was the fight card to pick for you, Dan? Anything stand out? There were a couple of dogs that I couldn't believe were dogs. Yeah, me too. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty pumped about it. So, yeah, all that isn't that the best? Isn't that the best thing after you've, uh, or the best thing for me is after I do all the research and then I, I try not to look at the odds until I do the research and kind of have in my mind who I want to pick, and then I see well they're plus one sixty. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, and, and I had that feeling a couple of times here. Yeah. I I'm thinking we may have uh, some picks uh, tracking one another this uh, this week once again. Uh, as for our consensus picks, this year we're only nine and eight so far in consensus picks. We, we got to pick that up, Dan. We're only at fifty-three percent for the year, but overall we're sixty percent since I started tracking it. Let's start your last year. So, something to think about. We have to be on the same page. Um, all right, that's breaker down. This is a UFC fight night once again from the UFC Apex in Enterprise, Nevada, February the fifth, which would be Saturday. We got a four p.m. Eastern start time for the prelims on ESPN Plus, and then the Main card is 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Wow, check that. Some of these don't TSN doesn't pick up for some reason, which sucks. So, anywho, let's get into it. We had um, we'll mention this, but we had a fighter fallout, but someone has already come in to uh, fill in for him. So we've got 
13 fights on this card, and we will begin with the little guys, flyweights. We've got a debut, debuting fighter here. Um, first, we have Malcolm X, Gordon, and Denny's Psycho Bondar. Um, we'll tell you about Malcolm X, Gordon first. He's Canadian. Ha, ha, ha. I forgot he was Canadian, too. Fantastic. All right. Um, let me think. i got to hit Dan with some Canadian trivia. Um, do you know where Malcolm Gordon's from? Malcolm Gordon is from. I, I, if you don't know, I can tell you. That's not no, really I don't question. know where he's from. All right, no, he was, no, he was born, born in Calgary, but he's he's fighting okay. out of Toronto now. So okay, he was born in Calgary. What province is Calgary in? Uh, Alberta. Yes, very good. Um, uh, not, no, that's the trivia for him. We, we'll move okay. on and we'll get to another <laughs> Canadian. We've got plenty more time for Canadian. I was trivia. just going to ask you I'm what one, their hockey I'm team's one name for is. One. I'm one. Oh, it's the Calgary Flames. There you go. That's a bonus question. And uh, what's their CFL team name? <laughs> Never mind. Stampede. Yeah, oh, wow, look at that. <laughs> wow. and Fantastic. Um, I'm three for three. And we're you not are, even yeah, he is on Canadian. fire. <laughs> he is on fire. Let, let's see if um, he's on fire with his picks. We'll, we'll, we'll tell you about, yeah, I'm telling you about Malcolm Garden. He is Canadian, like I said. Usually Canadians screw us over with their picks. So keep that in mind. Um, he's 13 to five, four knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out four times, submitted once. So all of his losses have come via finish, which is kind of surprising since he's fighting at flyweight here. Um, he used to fight a bantamweight also, but still lower the weight, less finishes. So, um, anyhow, he's one and two in the UFC. He lost his first two fights. Um, got a, got a third shot, which he doesn't always happen, especially with the lighter weights and, he won his last fight, so he saved his, his job there, probably. He was 1-0 in Bellator. He's won multiple regional championships. Uh, like I said, he did fight at Bantamweight. He's an inch taller than Bondar. He's at plus 205. Yes, he's a underdog against a newcomer. N- newcomer. New- How about a newcomer who's psycho, apparently? Is he psycho, Dan? I don't know much about Danny's Bondar. Is he psycho? Does he live I up would- to the nickname? I would say his fighting style fits that, but I don't know too much about him personally. Should not the main event, someone in the main event, be nicknamed Psycho instead? Yes, absolutely. Sean Thomas Strickland, of course. <laughs> I like the, um, we're going three, we're going three names. Yeah, of well, course. Yes, I explained it before. With serial killers, you give them, you name all three names. So you know, another Sean Strickland doesn't get pointed for all the heinous crimes that happen. I think that's why they do that, don't they? I think I'm pretty sure that's why. The, except there are some serial killers that, like Ted Bundy. What's his middle name? I don't know. There are some that you don't hear the middle name, which is strange. But this is not a serial killer podcast, is it? <laughs> it's not. Okay. All right. Bondar, 14 to 2, four knockouts, 10 submissions. So once again, we got finishes. Nothing but finishes, which is very, very impressive for um, a flyweight guy or a bantamweight for that matter. Uh, this is his, de- his debut. Like I said, he's won eight straight fights, all via finish, because that's all he does is finish. Um, his last fight was back in August of 2020, though. He had a bunch of USC fights that fell through, right, in between that yes, time? correct. Okay. Yeah. All right. Was it on his behalf, or do you, do you know the story behind any of those? Or um, sure? Let me uh, – so I know he was supposed to have fought um, Malcolm Gordon before, and yeah. I'm pretty sure the reason why that one ended was just one of them tested positive for COVID, and we're not quite sure which one. I know he was injured with one of the other ones, and I also think he got – had an issue with a weight cut against O'Day Osborne. Okay. I thought COVID was over. Is that incorrect? It is now. Yes, correct. Okay, good. Whew. All right. Uh, what else can I tell you? He did used to fight at Bantamweight, like I said. Uh, he was regional champ also. Um, I don't know his reach. That has not been released yet. So I uh, I think Malcolm Gordon's got an insane reach, though, doesn't he? Um, 
Let me check his reach. Yeah, I, I believe he's 70 done. inches, um, which yes. is quite, quite long for his 71, I, I see. Yeah, so basically if it's 71, it means he's got a 5 foot 11 inch reach and he's only 5 foot 7. So, yeah. Uh, um, I'm guessing he's probably going to uh, – Gordon probably will have the reach advantage here, but I don't know uh, for sure. Uh, Bondar is two years younger, minus 270. Uh, tell me what you know about Bondar, Dan. I'm picking him, but um, tell me if, if that's a smart pick. I'm going to pick him too. He's a furious wrestler, like a very mean one, relentless, lots of forward pressure, um, super hard to deal with when he's on top of you because he's got really heavy pressure and he holds people down. Like, I'm I'm just really impressed with him on that front. Um, And granted, against lower level competition on the regional circuit, but like, it's also the perfect style to deal with Malcolm Gordon, right? Because Malcolm right. Gordon, his only win is by out-wrestling uh, Francisco Figueredo. And in addition to that, like, he out-wrestled him, but mostly because he just had, like, better cardio. And Bondar both has better cardio and is phenomenal at taking people down and defending takedowns. So, like, I, I don't even think this one needs a terribly long breakdown because I just think Denny's Bondar here is just going to – I'll grapple Gordon when he wants to and maybe even strike with him uh, if he feels comfortable doing so. But if it, it doesn't work, he just goes back to the ground and wins there. Are you, You're learning your lesson from last week. I'm when wrestling bit you in the ass with all your pain. Yeah, right? I, I, I'm, I'm backing all the wrestlers in this one. <laughs> there you go. Usually that's not a bad uh, plan. Um, if you're just going to blanket uh, take all the wrestlers, it's pr- probably you'd end up uh, end up ahead of in the end of the day. Um, all right, let's move on to they've got a Wikipedia's got the wrong order, I believe. Let's move on to welterweights. Jason Vanilla Gorilla Wit versus Philip Rowe, who is the Fresh Prince. Um, Wit was on the Top Turtle podcast that Dan hosts last week, so keep that in mind. Even though Dan claims there's no there's no jinx, um, Dan also said the Vanilla Gorilla is one of the greatest nicknames ever, which I took ex- exception to. Wit Wit has a good story behind his, but it's not a good nickname, Dan. Should Should that be the one we switch you to? No, Vanilla Gorilla Fox. Oh. I feel like your son would really enjoy that. He probably would. <laughs> Ugh. All right, Pitch let me tell you about. Pitch it to him. See how it's did. I will. I will. If if he uh, allows me to talk to him, I will. Uh, if he's not like, what do you want? What are you doing in here? If if I don't hear that, then maybe I'll I'll pitch it to him. Um, all right, Vanilla Gorilla. You just wait, Dan. You, you got a few years before that. You just wait. <laughs> uh, Vanilla Gorilla, nineteen and seven, three knockouts, eight submissions. He's been knocked out five times, subbed twice. So it's all finishes. Uh, is how he has lost two and two in the UFC. Hey, we got one of our lovely patterns here: loss, win, loss. Win. Um, what's our loss, win, loss, win stats doing? Uh, so far, three wins, one <laughs> loss for, for for that. So 75% accurate if you just bet people based on on uh, their their pattern. Um, I, and I'm only tracking that if the pattern's like four fights or more. There's a real science behind this. But, hey, 75%, you can't lose there. Uh, he was 0-1 in Bellator. Used to fight at middleweight. He's got grappling stat advantage over row. Plus 120. Philip Rowe is the fresh prince. Uh, eight and three, four knockouts, four submissions. So everything is a finish for him. One and one in the UFC. He won via TKO his last fight. He was uh, got his way into the UFC via contender series, which he won his fight there. All right. Here, here are the the big discrepancies here. Five inches taller than Wit. Ten inches of reach. That's right. Ten inches of reach. Four years younger. 
than him. So all those are very, very strongly into Rose's favor. Striking stats in his favor, and plus he's almost two times more active landing strikes. Minus 150. Uh, I guess your turn since I blurted out my Bondar pick first. I'm going to take the Vanilla Gorilla, believe it or not. Of course you um, I believe I, it. I, first of all, I like the dog money. And second of all, like the dude just got done out wrestling Brian Barberena. And, and I'm to believe here that Philip Rowe is going to stop him from from scoring excessive amount of takedowns and, in you know, controlling this fight for 15 minutes. I, I mean, I think he's just going to control Philip Rowe. And the other thing about Philip Rowe, he's really high on his own jujitsu. Like he, he uh, has done a whole bunch of jujitsu competitions against like really high level guys and, and takes those types of super fights and stuff like that all the time. He really thinks he's he's really great at jujitsu, and I don't doubt that he is. But like, I also just don't think he's going to get a sub off of his back. Um, but I think he is willing to fight that battle, and I think that just winds up with him underneath Jason Witt for a longer period of time. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Jason Witt. I think he controls this fight long enough. I love the dog money here. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll take Witt. I'll be taking Roe. Um... Uh, always, if in doubt, always go with the striker, especially one with 10 inches of, of reach advantage. Um, but yeah, the wrestling is a concern. Rose has a sparkling 50% takedown defense uh, rate. So yeah, that, that is a bit of a concern, but I'll still, I'll, uh, I'll bet against the pattern, um, of course, and I will take Roe at minus 150. All right, let's go to, oh, a fun one. Super fan Jong's uh, man his crush is making, yeah. his UFC, <laughs> is making his UFC debut at light heavyweight. Jailton Almeida. You may know him as Jailton Jr. You may know him as Jailton Malhadino. Um, what does that mean? When I bald. when I translated it, it said piebald. Um, I piebald. So, so piebald is, if I'm not mistaken, means half albino. Am I am I incorrect about oh, that? Oh, really? Yeah, piebald means like speckled or or like partially albino. Um, I only know that because my dad, being a deer hunter, has seen piebald deer. Because sometimes deer will be not all the way albino, but only partially albino. Oh, you're right. Okay. Yes. Look I at see. look at Horses. check out this knowledge. I'm on fire. You're so smart. <laughs> you're so smart. All right. So that that is uh, that is the guy that. We, we all went gaga on over this past uh, season of the Contender Series. He is fighting Danilo Marquez, who does not have a nickname, uh, especially not one as cool as Piebald. Uh, Marquez, 11-3, four knockouts, five submissions. He's been knocked out himself twice. Two and one in the UFC. He won his first two fights and lost his last one via TKO. He was the GCF champ, whatever that is, but he was the champ there. Um, he used to fight at down a weight class at middleweight. Three inches taller than Almeida, grappling stats in his favor, but we're talking only one fight Almeida's had under the UFC banner. And uh, da, da, he's at plus 290. Jilton, um, a junior, Almeida. Is he a junior? Why is he called junior? Uh, I don't know. He seems to have shed that nickname, too. When when he was, like, on yeah, the up and up, he was that. just Jelton Jr. Like, no, you wouldn't even yeah. see Almeida or anything. I say, yeah, like I know, like I was paying attention. <laughs> yeah, of course. But no, I haven't seen Junior anywhere recently. So, um, All right. So he's 14-2, five knockouts, nine submissions. Everything is a finish. This is his official UFC debut after, like I said, impressing us on this past season of Dana White's Contender Series. He's won nine straight fights all via finish because he's finished every one of his opponents that he's beat. 
He's won multiple regional championships. Two inches of reach on Marquez, six years younger. Striking stats are in his favor, plus he's five times more active. But like I said, that's based off of one fight. Minus 400, I will be taking Jilton uh, Almeida. Uh, I don't like minus 400, but obviously he's the uh, slam dunk pick here. Yeah, I don't even mind the minus 400. Like, yeah, not a great return. We'll talk about props a little bit later on in the show and stuff like that. But um, this is such an obvious pick. It's not even funny. He's a great grappler. He gets top position excellently. He's going to fight a guy who's a worse striker than he is and wants to grapple with him, which is crazy. Uh, I won't break this down any further other than to let you know that Jelton Almeida has beaten a guy named Ednaldo Oliveira, who is in the UFC, but also Edvaldo. Oliveira, uh, which is uh, Edvaldo. He beat Edvaldo and Edvaldo uh, Oliveira. I don't know if they're related, but it's worth noting, and that's the end of my analysis. (laughs) Dan is full. Like you said, you are full of information. It's uh, it's crazy the amount of information that we are giving you you this week to help you make your picks. Um, Let's tell you about another. uh, Let's give you some more information uh, about a place you should check out. Thrive Fantasy. How about Thrive Fantasy? Come pop up on Thrive Fantasy for the big game. They're talking about the big game, too. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Choose 10 out of the 20 available player props to build your lineup for the Bengals versus the Rams. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props and rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has a $100,000 guaranteed contest for the big game. That is $25 to enter, and first place takes home $20,000. Not too shabby. That's podcast money, like I said. Use promo code SGP when you sign up today, and you will receive a 100% instant first deposit match up to $100. Plus, deposit $10 or more to receive the match, plus two free $100,000 contest entries. Download the Thrive Fantasy app on App Store or Play Store, or by visiting their website, Thrive www obviously uh, thrivefantasy.com sign up and prop up today thrivefantasy.com promo code sgpn let's go let's move on to prop swap we're brought to you by prop swap where america buys and sells sports bets the only thing more exciting than watching the nfl playoffs is prop swapping the nfl playoffs january was prop swap's biggest month ever as betters from across the country cashed in on their super bowl futures like jamie from new york who sold a hundred dollar 25 to one Bengals super bowl ticket for a thousand bucks the buyer got great odds, and Jamie made 10 times his money. PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country, so you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. Hurry and download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity feed to stay in the know with all the big sales and red-hot tickets for sale, a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP. On your first deposit, and PropSwap will match your deposit up to 500 bucks. Join the real sports bettors on PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. Dan, should Jamie have sold his Super Bowl Bengals ticket, or should he have hung on to it? Man, I said last week the Bengals are going to win, by the way. Another genius play by me. <laughs> wow. So so you think Jamie should have hung on to it and tried to win 2500 bucks instead of only getting 1000 bucks? Mm, no, I think I'd probably take the 1000 do you think Jamie exists, or they just made that up for the for the uh, ad copy? I believe Is there he really a Jamie? they have a lot of they have a lot of stuff going on over there. <laughs> they do, they do. It's a it's a thriving place, even though it's not thrive fantasy. It is prop swap, but yes. Um, all right, moving on. 
Um, what should we move on to? Let's see who's next on the menu here. Oh, it's the aforementioned Alexis Davis. Um, this would be a women's bantamweight fight. Alexis Davis versus Julia Stolyarenko. So Alexis Davis is a Canadian, as we said. Let me see what a, a trivia I can get you on Alexis. Maybe not Alexis Davis necessarily, but um, hmm, what other Canadian trivia can I tell you? Can I get you to ask? I can ask you, I mean, uh, what famous Canadian um, just like, got diagnosed with COVID-19, Dan? What famous Canadian yes, got it, COVID? Yes, it was, it was a news story. It's a news story. Oh, it's, not, it's not like a... Is it Trudeau? Does yes, Trudeau... it is. No Justin way, really? That's the only, yes. the only Canadian... Look at four for four yeah. on the Canadian trivia. Dan's so happy about it, too. I'm, Dan's I'm so pumped. happy that... I'm our, having a great day. That the Prime <laughs> Minister's sick. He's so happy. <laughs> You're, well, you're, uh, you told me somebody was sick. I don't care who it is. It's just one person. Exactly. <laughs> very true. Very true. All right. Let's let's break down this uh, interesting fight. Uh, Davis is the alligator, uh, by the way. Ha ha. Play in her name. Plus, I guess play on jujitsu too. I'm guessing. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Sure. Because <laughs> she she is a jujitsu player. All right. Julia Stolyarenko, nine five and two with eight submissions. So she likes her jujitsu as well. She's been knocked out twice, submitted once. She's 0-3 in the UFC over two stints. Um, she was on the Ultimate Fighter where she went 1-1. One one. She was in the Victa for one fight where she won the championship. Uh, she used to fight up at featherweight. And this one's down at bantamweight. Uh, she's got a, a regional championship on her resume as well. Uh, she's an inch taller than Davis, nine years younger, plus 175. Uh, the Alligator, 20 and 11, two knockouts, eight submissions. She's been knocked out three times, submitted once. She's seven and six in the UFC. She's only won one of her last four or five fights. Excuse me. She's one in four, and she did lose her last fight. She's fought down a weight class and up a weight class. She's fought at uh, flyweight and featherweight. This one's right in the middle. She also was in Victor, where she went two and zero. Oh. She also was in Strike Force, uh, where she went two and one. She also was a regional champion. She made her debut way back in two thousand and seven. So she's one of the pioneers of women's MMA. She had two inches of reach on Stolyarenko. Striking stats in her favor, plus she's two times more active striking, plus grappling stats in her favor, which is basically what she uh, excels in. Minus 225. Uh, I believe you're up first. I'm going to take Stolia Renko. Um, yeah? Yeah, you, I am. You're not, like, like you're not super happy about that, though. I'm not super happy about e- picking either of these two, right? No, like Stolia no. Renko, 0-3 in the UFC. Um, Alexis Davis, 1-4 uh, in, in her last four. But her only win is against a, a flyweight at Bantamweight uh, in Sabina yeah. Mazo. And, like, in general, she's just had a lot of trouble getting people down recently and winds up losing decisions to those, with the exception of Sabina Mazo, who she took down regularly. Stolia Rengel's kind of not the easiest woman to take down. Uh, she's very big. She's very physically strong. She, if I'm not mistaken, is a judo black belt um, from Lithuania. So, like, yeah, she got taken down one time by Julia Avila, but Julia Avila is huge and very physically strong. Her other fight was against Yana Kunitskaya. Um, so, like, I, I think as long as she's able to stuff Davis here, I think she'll probably, like, outwork her in the long run. It, it To me, I, like, want to fade both of these two, but at the end of the day, if that's the case, why not take the plus 185? No, good points, good points. Uh, Stoli Ranko, 71% takedown defense, so it is pretty solid. Um, I'll be taking Davis regardless. Um, 
just as good a grappler, better striker. So I'll, I'll, I don't like the minus 225. This is more of a pick and range fight for me, but I'm, I'm not playing the line. I'm, I'm just I'm picking who, who I think is going to win, and that would be Davis. But this is probably a fight I wouldn't put real money on if I wasn't a real degenerate. But everyone listening it is, so you have to put 100 bucks on the on the fight. That's just the way it goes. That's the rules for people who have been around for a while. They, they know uh, that is the rules. 100 bucks per fight, or you're not a true degen. All right, middleweights. Chidi Njokuwani, and we finally have Njokuwani back in the UFC. Um, his name is Chidi Bang Bang. He's fighting Mark Andre Berrio, whose nickname is Power Bar. I don't think we ever figured out why he's Power Bar, right? <laughs> no, but it's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> it is. All right, he's Canadian, everybody. He's from oh. Gatineau, Quebec. Um, all right, let me think of. Um, well, I just said I was going to say what's uh, what province is Gatineau in, but I just told you that, didn't I? It's in Quebec. All right. Um, Boom, 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 boom. All right, you know, what's the biggest city in Quebec? Is it Quebec City? In, no. Wow, God, you got it wrong already. Quebec City was going to be my, what's the second biggest city? Quebec City. What's oh. the biggest city so, in so Quebec, I got one of, I got one of the two. I know, but think about it. What, oh, Montreal, Montreal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, ah, forget it. I'll, I'll take a small you, loss there. I thought you were for <laughs> sure going to ask me about the hockey team. No, okay, fine. Um, what was the name of the hockey team in Quebec City back in the day? The Nor- they were the Nordiques. They, they were. To, Where did they, they move to, to? Colorado and became the Avalanche. And then they and then they won championships. Yeah. Not with, fair. With, with one of our guys, too. Yeah, we lost Ray Bork, and he went and won a championship. Oh, that's right. Somebody else. Yeah, Joe Sackick and Peter Forsberg won the championship for him. Yeah, Pat, right. Patrick Waugh. Yes, Patrick <laughs> Ruaugh. Um, but this is not a Colorado Avalanche podcast, <laughs> right? This is a Enchikuani versus Barrio podcast. This one is pretty much speaking of pickums. This one's pretty much a pickum on the board. I'm interested in in Dan's taking this one. I'll, I'll break it down for you first. For the slight underdog would be the newcomer Chitty Bang Bang, 20 and seven with one no contest. So after 28 fights, he's finally making his UFC debut. 12 knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out three times. He's been submitted three times. He's making his debut off of the Contender Series. He's one of the people that impressed uh, the boss enough to get a contract last uh, year. He's won two straight fights. He was in Bellator where, for eight fights, where he went five and three. He's also won multiple titles on the regional scene. He used to fight down at welterweight. He made his debut way back in 2007. So he's been around oh, 15 years in the game. He's finally getting a shot at the big time, which is nice to see. Two inches taller than a Barrio, six inches of reach on him. So half a foot of reach. Striking stats in his favor, but that's based off of one fight. Minus 105 on him. Uh, power bar is 13-4 and four with one no contest. He's knocked, got nine knockouts on his resume. He's 2-3 and three with one no contest in the UFC. He's won two straight fights. Uh, should be three straight, but he was using some some substances you aren't allowed to use and got uh, one of his fights. Uh, three fights ago, he got changed to a no contest, a fight that he had won. He also has won multiple titles on the regional scene. He used to fight up a weight class at light heavyweight. Two years younger than Edger Kouani, um, but one and a half times more active striking, but that's based off one, one fight, plus his grappling stats are better than Edger Kouani's based off of one fight. Minus 120. Um, tough one to pick. I'm going to go with this light underdog in Edger Kouani. He looked very good in... Um, on the Cadena series, and Barrio's kind of been up and down in the UFC, like two, two and three with one no contest kind of proves that. He has won two straight fights, so, um, but I'm still not totally sold on him. So I'll give the newcomer a shot, but this may be a fight I would 
I would shy away from if I was going to put real money down on it. You see, I'm I'm the opposite. I love Chidi okay. Njikawani in this fight. Oh, yeah? I think he, yeah, I, I think he's an absolute steal at negative 105. And I think Good. if you were smart enough to get him early in the week, he was actually plus 140. And people have been wow. so all over him that he's now into negative money. So if you are hearing this podcast today, Wednesday night, and you uh, are thinking about betting Chidi Njikawani, do it right now. Open up your phone right now. Uh, go to WinBet. Get yourself some Chidi Njikawani prices because you ain't going to get those kind of prices long. He's going to continue to go that way. Because here's the thing. Barrio is a guy who he's gotten those wins largely out of just like surviving huge onslaughts and being the tougher uh, guy. And Chidi hits so freaking hard. Like he, he's yeah. a guy with crazy good knockout power. His kickboxing is excellent. And his cardio is really good. I don't think Barrio is just going to wear him down. So as a result... I think this is a terrible matchup for Barrio. I can't believe they posted Njikwani as an underdog. And, yeah, like I, I think while you might want to stay away from this one, you'll hear this one later in my preferred picks. Well, maybe I don't want to stay away from it now. Um, but what should everyone do when they pull out their phones before they go and make that bet? What should they do first, Dan? They should download the SGPN app. And what should they do? And On Apple. Oh, and, what should us, do and, Apple? Oh, and, and leave us a review. Yes, they should leave us a review. Exactly. They should leave us a review. Um, all right. Oh, I thought that was it for Canada. I forgot. We got another Canadian. We got Yo, Mean Hakeem. How, how can I forget about – so there's four Canadians on here? Wow. How can I forget about Mean Hakeem Dawadu fighting Michael Trizano, or you can call him Mike if you want also. Uh, they are fighting at Featherweight. All right. Um, let me see. Ah, oh, Dawadu is from Calgary also. Hmm, do I have any other Calgary trivia for you? What's the, um, not like a city, but what's the other, uh, Calgary is the biggest city in in Alberta. What's the other, pretty much the only other big city in Alberta that's close to Calgary? It's close in proximity or close in size? Well, yeah, it, it, close in size, yeah, both, I would say. Oh, it's it's got to be uh, Edmonton. Yes. Very. Yeah. Wow. You are amazing. All right. Um, they got, they got sports teams. Team? They got sports teams. Yeah, the what's Oilers. their hockey team's name, Dan? The oh, they Oilers. have Oilers. Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, were they ever good, ever, those Oiler guys? I don't think so. Not in my lifetime. <laughs> that's true. They, uh, I grew up. They were they were amazing when I grew up. Uh, that's when they were won, like, four Stanley Cups in a row, whatever it was, with Gretzky and Messier and all those guys. But. That was before Dan's time. Very true. Um, all right. Let's break down. This is an Edmonton Oilers podcast, though. Um, <laughs> not at this point, at least. All right. Mean Hakeem versus the lone wolf, Michael Trezano. Um, the lone wolf is 9-1. and one, Two knockouts, two submissions. 3-1 and one in the UFC. He won his last fight. He was on the Ultimate Fighter. He went 2-0 and, oh and won the championship because it all comes back to the Ultimate Fighter. That was that lightweight, right? Uh, I'm putting you on the spot. Yes, yes, I believe so because it was with you're, Joe Gianetti. You're my, you're supposed to be my tough uh, expert here, but yes, uh, it, it, he used to fight at lightweight, so that would make sense. Um, he won a couple regional championships as well. This is uh, everyone on this card pretty much done that though, so maybe it's not a big thing. Three inches taller than Dewadu, grappling stats in his favor plus 140. But is he as mean as Hakeem? I don't know. Uh, mean Hakeem is 12, two and one, seven knockouts. 5-2 in the UFC, lost his last fight. He was in World Series of Fighting before this where he went 7-0-1. So all of his fights were either in World Series of Fighting or UFC. So it's an, oh, nothing but high-level MMA for this man. He was a Muay Thai and a kickboxer. 
uh, before all of this. He's got two inches reach on Trezano. More active striker, minus 175. Now it's your turn. Uh, I'm going to take me Nikima Daudo. He's going to wreck my run of picking against Canadians uh, the entire night. But, you know, you mentioned Trezano with the better grappling skills. I think he does have better grappling skills, but I also think Daudo has shown that he can stuff those for the most part, with the exception of he had a tough time with Movsar Evloev, which, like, you know, for what it's worth, Movsar Evloev is kind of a beast. I don't think Trezano is that good with the takedowns. I think Daudo absolutely pieces him up on the feet. So, yeah, I, I like me and Hakeem here. As do I. Me and Hakeem, I, if in doubt, I tend to go with the striker. And um, wasn't really any doubt with this one anyhow. But, yes, me and Hakeem is the pick. All right, main event of the prelims would be Miles Johns versus John Castaneda. Miles Chapo Johns versus Sexy Mexi. John Castaneda. <laughs> maybe that's sexy your... Mexi maybe that's your... Maybe don't give your, it away. Your, your new nickname. Maybe that's don't your new nickname. It, don't give it away. It's obviously going to be. What does that translate to in, in English, Dan? I don't know I, a lot of Spanish. No, I don't. Me neither. <laughs> and it's, um, I, I should spell it for everyone. It's S-E-X-I space M-E-X-I is how you spell it. Obviously. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> All right. Castaneda, 18-5, eight knockouts, five submissions, one-on-one in the UFC. He won via TKO his last fight. Uh, he's got win-loss win uh, over his last three fights. Five inches of reach on Johns. Let's see how, how our reach stats are doing here. I, I'm tracking anyone four inches of reach or more. How, how are they over their opponent? How have they done? Four and three so far. So very small sample size, but not a huge, huge uh, advantage thus far. Um, he's a more active striker of the two men. He's at plus 200. Miles Chapo Johns, 12 and one, four knockouts, two submissions. Three and one in the UFC. He's won two straight fights via knockout. One and all in the contender. Series. He was the LFA champ before all this. He used to fight at, what, is this Bantamweight, right? He used to fight at Featherweight. Um, inch taller, three years younger, striking stats in his favor, grappling stats in his favor, minus 200. I am in his favor as well. He's one of those. It, it seems like some, some of the shine has gone off him for some reason, but he's still one of the best prospects um, the UFC has in that weight class. So I will be taking Miles Jones. Yeah, I think the the flying knee knockout loss to Mario Batista took a lot of that shine off. And like that might do it. You know, like and no shame in that, right? It's like just getting caught with like a funky strike. Do you know who he actually won the LFA title against? Oh, I could look it up and cheat, but go ahead, you tell. He me. beat he beat Adrian Yanets. Um, oh, really? Which, which, like, you know, you're right. Like, Miles Johns, it seems like the shine's off of him. We everybody talks about Adrian Yanez like he's like the second yeah. coming. So. This is a guy who's taken him down and controlled him and, you know, struck with him for quite a while as well. I think Johns just has more ways to win here over Castaneda. I, I think he could take him down. He could control him there. I think he could box with him. I think he's faster than him. Yeah, just, just like too many skills here for Johns um, to, to pick against him. So, yeah, I, I even like him at the number we see him at. And Fortis MMA. So and Fortis can... MMA. You always got to pick Fortis MMA. Exactly. Not always, but usually uh, it, it helps uh, swing it in their favor more often than not. All right, that's the prelims. Let's tell you about our last couple sponsor reads, then the ad-free, promo-free, sponsor-free main card. Uh, we're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. The fantasy season may be over, but the action is still coming on the Better Fantasy app. Download the free-to-play app today to bet on player props for the NFL playoffs. You can also enter their player prop pools and score big when you win. We love Better Fantasy because we can win awesome prizes and even raise some money for charity along the way, too. 
It's totally free to play. You will earn better credits by completing challenges and use them to place your bets. Better Fantasy is available worldwide in all 50 states. Download the app today over at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com slash SGPN. And like Dan told you uh, earlier on, download the SGPN app if you haven't already. We're live in the App Store and Google Play Store. Give the app an awesome review. Um, it's got a lot of amazing things in there, like lots of contests. Bosses are always giving money away or entries into into um, into contests elsewhere, that type of thing. And we give you all our, all our picks. You can access on there, our podcasts. You can access on there, all our articles. Uh, you can get Dan's NBA DFS right on the app there, so you can be in the money like he is, all that type of stuff. So make sure you grab it today. Thank you. Oh, and not good night because we got six more fights to do. Uh, um, let's begin with the opener of the main card. By the way, it's Julian Arosa versus Steven Peterson. Julian Arosa is back to being GCJ because I gave his nickname back. Uh, Steven Peterson is Ocho. Um, what does Ocho mean, Dan? It means eight. It means, sorry, excuse me? Eight. <laughs> it means, why is that his nickname? Tell me the story behind that. Uh, Ocho is the nickname for Steven Peterson because he grew up in L.A. and he moved to a Texas high school in the middle of high school season uh, when he was, you know, roughly that age. They gave him the number eight, which is typically given to like a uh, impressive quarterback or something like that. But despite the fact he was a freshman, uh, the older kids didn't like that all that much, took a, a negative view of that and uh, called him Ocho. Uh, sort of mocking him and it was always what he was mocked with as the California kid for a while and eventually he embraced it as like a powerful I can overcome this nickname thing and Dan has there you go see <laughs> more useless information right if you have information I don't know how useful it is but it's information right yeah I've always got it if you need it <laughs> so what does Ocho Cinco mean then Eight five. It doesn't even oh, mean eighty five. It doesn't even mean eighty five, yeah, which is the most. It's just two numbers. Yeah. I, I thought it meant Johnson. It doesn't mean Johnson. It does not. No. Oh, weird. All right. Let's tell you about Ocho, not Cinco. Just Ocho. Ocho Peterson. Nineteen and nine. Five knockouts. Ocho submissions. He has Dan. That's nice, eh? Yeah, I see what you did there. Yeah. It's beautiful. Three and three in the UFC. However, he's won his past two fights. Uh, his last fight, he did miss weight. This is this is the same weight class, right? Yeah, he missed weight at featherweight. This yeah. is a featherweight fight. Yep. Um, he was 0-1 in the Contender Series. Why did they let this bomb in the USC then if he can't even win the Contender Series, for crying out loud? Um, multiple regional championships are on his mantle. Or Do they let you keep the belts, I wonder, in regional stuff? Interesting. They do, hmm. yeah. They do? So yeah. he's got a mantle full of belts then. Um, he used to fight at Bantamweight. He made his debut in 2010. He's at plus 220. Uh, Juicy J, um, fresh off getting his nickname back. He's 26 and 9, 11 knockouts, 12 submissions. So that's pretty well rounded and a pretty big finisher right there. He's been knocked out himself five times. He's four and five in the UFC, over three stints. Uh, however, this is his, by far his most um, successful stint in the UFC. He's gone three and one. He won his last fight via submission. He also was on the Ultimate Fighter where he went three and one. He also has multiple regional championships on his mantle. I'm assuming everyone has a mantle, right? Sure. Every yeah, fighter has one. a mantle. I'm, I'm sitting right next to mine right now. There you go. Uh, he made his debut in 2010 as well. He's got three. He's three inches taller than Peterson. Four inches of reach on him. More active striker. Minus 290. Uh, you're first up. I'm gonna take Peterson. 
Really? I think the I think the line's ridiculous. First of all, and it keeps getting wider. Um, if if you actually look back to when this was first posted, um, you would see Peterson. Hang on, I had it written down right here. Yeah, Peterson opened at about one seventy five. Um, and you can find him in some books as high as like two sixty now. Um, which are in it's an insane jump. Like he he's added almost plus a hundred to it. I think that line is way too wide, especially if you've looked at the way that Julian Arose have won. Like, he's gone into fights with guys who are just almost like purely strikers, um, survived getting beaten up, and then landed a big punch, which uh, wobbled the guy and he submitted him. He's going to be fighting a guy who's got decent wrestling and a great chin um, in Steven Peterson. And... I don't think he's even all that much better of a boxer than Steven Peterson. So, so to see this line both be wide to start and getting wider, if it's me, I'm just waiting until this fight gets a little bit closer to fight time, letting that line get wider and just, you know, a small a small play on Steven Peterson makes a lot of sense here. I will be taking GCJ. I don't like the line. Um, like you said, it's a pretty crazy line, but the juicy one's been looking very impressive. Of, as of late, and he's, um, I think he's more well-rounded than Peterson. Would you agree with that? I would not. No, I, no? I, think, think, I so? think he's got good, like, flashy subs, but most of his subs come when somebody's already hurt. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, like, like if you think about the Sean Woodson, I think it was a Doris joke, not an Anaconda. Um, like, it, it was because he hurt him. I don't think his subs are that good if the person isn't like woozy. Whereas I think Peterson is like a legitimately pretty good wrestler. We saw him stuff Chase Hooper like a dozen times. Um, so like, I, I think he's probably more well-rounded in the end. All right. We shall see. Shall we? Or shan't we? All right. Moving on. A, this was supposed to be the ultimate fighter finale, right? Yes. And it fell off. We're finally getting it. Middleweights, Treshawn Gore versus Brian Battle. Um, <clears throat> what can I tell you? I'll t- let's tell you about Battle first. He's Pooh Bear. Six and one, one knockout, four submissions. One and in the UFC. He won his fight via submission. He's won five straight fights, all via finish. He was two and all in the Ultimate Fighter and the champion. He's an inch taller than Gore. He's at plus 128. Gore is Mr. Vicious. He's three and all as a pro, one knockout, one submission. This will be his UFC debut. After going two and zero on tough, uh, then what was it an injury or was it? Yeah, it was injury. Right? Yeah, he blew his knee out. Okay, um, he has not had an official fight since October of 2020. Uh, I don't know the reach because we don't have reach listed for him, so I can't tell you what the reach battle will be here. He's at minus 160. This is one of those lines I was surprised by. I'm going with you. Probably know more about well, you know more about Gore for sure, and you have spoken with Battle on your podcast. But um, I like Battle at plus 128. Um, am I crazy? No, I'm going battle too. Um, yeah, isn't he? Uh, I, tell us about Gore for us who so, have watched. So, so first of all, I think Gore is is maybe a better striker. Um, yeah, okay. He's certainly more powerful, and I think that's why he comes in as a favorite. If you watch his victories, big, powerful, mean strikes. Battle, meanwhile, like willed his way to a lot of wins, especially when he beat Andre Petrovsky, who I'm really high on. Uh, he just kind of like tired him out and outworked him, and, and picked up a late submission there. But the thing about Brian Battle is he's got that will, he's got that chin, he's got that ability to push forward, and I also think he's got, like, a better jujitsu game than Gore. Um, he looks like he's in incredible shape, like, much better shape than he's been in the past. 
Um, so I've got like a lot of positives to say about battle here. And mostly just what I would say about people who are betting Trishon Gore is like you're betting power punching. That's pretty much it in my opinion. So yeah, I, I like battle at plus money to, to avoid a power punch. There you go. Um, yeah, battle is the pick. All right, this fight was just made. Um, it was supposed to be – actually, Sam Adley's had a couple of different opponents, hasn't he? Um, he was supposed to fight Ian Heinish. Heinish pulled out. He was replaced by Phil Haas. Then he was supposed to fight Phil Haas in the midway belt. Now Haas pulled out – was it yesterday? Yeah, Tuesday. And he's been replaced by Brendan Allen, and it's been moved up to light heavyweight, I see now as well. Um, <laughs> what a Yeah, treat. so – yeah, exactly. Um, all right, let's tell you about smiling Sam. Um, and smile. What's that? What's that thing called? Apostrophe N. Smile apostrophe yeah. N is how you spell it. Smile in. <laughs> smile in. Yes. Three, uh, 33, 16 and one with one no contest. Nineteen knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out three times, submitted twice. Um, so this, yeah, this is fight number, what, uh, 52 for him. Um, 10 and 11 with one no contest in the UFC. Um, 0 and 2 over his last two fights. Over his last seven fights, 0, 6 and 1. Um, his last win was back in 2018. He used to fight at welterweight and middleweight, and he was, he was expecting to fight at middleweight, but this one is up at light heavyweight. So we're going to see even softer-looking Sam Alvey on fight night. Um, he was you one mentioned one, he you know, was on the Ultimate Fighter. <laughs> I, that, he, that's where he, that's where I'm headed to. One on one, the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, it was the MFC champ uh, as well. He was one on one Bellator. He made his debut in 20, 2008. Plus three hundred was where I saw the line when I checked it. Brendan Allen, all in. Brendan Allen, seventeen and five, five knockouts, nine submissions. He's been knocked out twice and submitted once. Five and two in the UFC. He's gone two and two over his last four fights. He won his last fight via TKO. Um, both of his losses have come via TKO. Both of his most recent losses have come via TKO, should be mentioned. He usually fights that middleweight, correct? Correct. So this is up for him, too. He just doesn't want to cut. All right. Makes sense. So basically, this is really two light heavyweights fighting each other, not cutting weight. Um, this is short notice for him, very short notice. Uh, what? Less than a week. Um, and the, the stats say, well, short notice this year are 0-5 so far. Um, overall, short notice fighters win 38% of the time. Um, I think this may be an exception to the rule. I'm not tipping <laughs> my hand or anything. Um, he was the LFA champ and the VF champ. I used to fight at welterweight as well. He's nine years younger than Alvi, more active striker, better grappling stats, minus 400. Over to you. Yeah, I mean, I'm taking Alvi. Yeah. The problem is, yes. is that Alvi just won't – he won't engage. Like, it, the problem with him yeah. is he's a power puncher who's uh, – doesn't have an itchy trigger finger and just doesn't pull the power punch and has just been outworked constantly and then shocked that he loses a decision. So, I mean, like, Brendan Allen is a not a good matchup for that. Um, he's sharp on the feet. He knows how to stay out of trouble, and he does a really good job of taking people down. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Brendan Allen is just going to fucking steamroll him. Uh, so not a, not a decision? A finish? Uh, I don't know. It depends on how much Brendan Allen wants to risk. Like, I, I could see Brendan Allen taking him down and submitting him, but I could also see Brendan Allen being like, all I have to do is throw two leg kicks every minute, and that's going to be more than the half a leg kick he throws. And then um, we'll have another apoplectic Sam Alvey after the fight. I yes. wanted to say that word. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. it sounds like he saved up that $2 word. <laughs> no, no. I don't, I don't save my words. Uh, as you know, I say a lot of words. I do not save them. Um, all right. So that 
that's an easy pick. We're on the same page there. Um, let's move on to interesting one here. Welterweight Shavkat Rakhimov versus Carlson Harris. Carlson Mogam, Mogambique Harris versus uh, Shavkat Nomad Rakhimov. Um, so Harris, 17-4, five knockouts, five submissions. 2-0 in the UFC, both via finish. He's won five straight fights. He was the brave FC champ. Striking stats in his favor, plus he's almost two times more active striking. Plus 195. Um, Rakamov, 14-0, seven knockouts, seven submissions. So everything's a finish for him. 2-0 in the UFC. Both his wins have come via sub. He was the M1 champ. Inch taller, inch reach, seven years younger. Grappling stats in his favor, minus 250. My turn now? Or is it, it your is. turn now? Yep. I, I don't think I made a pick for the last fight. Brendan Allen. Is the yeah, uh, I, I think you agreed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rakamov, I think he is underrated, and I'm going against my pick a, pick the striker over the grappler. I'm going to take the grappler here. I think his uh, grappling is going to get the job done. I actually think he's more than a grappler, too. Like, I, yeah. I know the finishes have come that way, but, like, yeah, he, he's also really powerful. Um, yep. I think he's super well-rounded. Even the sub over... Um, Cowboy Oliveira was because he tagged him and made him panic wrestle um, and then picked up the submission. I, I think he's just got more ways to win. I will say, while I love Shavkat Rachmanov and I, I think he's one of the top prospects here, I think that this these odds are like kind of ones I'm leaning away from, from playing because Carlson Harris does have crazy knockout power. I think Rachmanov is definitely the better fighter and the smart play here, but I don't think it's smart to play all that much with him um, because I am just a little bit worried about what Carlston Harris can do. So you're being a coward, are you? I am on this one. Yeah, yeah. I'll, right. I'll play the coward card on this one. All right. That's fine. Um, all right. Co-main event. Yes, this is the co-main event. Uh, this, but is this is a gr- Dan thinks it's a great fight card regardless. Um, well, well I mean, if you put Shavkat Rachmanov in, in Carlston Harris with the coming event, that's fire. Yeah. <laughs> this fight card is lousy with middleweights. I'm using the lousy term again, but um, I guess it's one last middleweight fight now because the LV fight has been bumped up. But middleweight fight, Punahile Soriano versus Nick Maximov. Um, Puna. Haley's nickname's Puna. That's not even a nickname, Dan. It's like saying Jeff is my no, nickname. No, his, his nickname's Storytime. Oh, right, yes. I forgot about that. But people have a list of this Puna, which is like, that's like saying Dan is your nickname, just my nickname, right? That's correct, yes. That's correct. <laughs> All right, Maximov is the Nick Diaz protege uh, who got on the same card as Diaz. He, he was the one that actually deserved to be there uh, on that fight yes, card. correct. <laughs> he, he is 7-0, and two knockouts, three submissions, one and in the UFC, one and in contender series. Used to fight at heavyweight. Used to fight at light heavyweight. This one is at middleweight. Inch taller than Soriano, four inches of reach, five years younger at plus 160. Puna, or Storytime Soriano is a better name. Why is he Storytime, Dan? Tell us no that idea. story now. I don't know. What? Yeah, you don't I don't know? I actually don't know that one. Yeah. Oh, my God. He hasn't been on your show then, right? He has not, no. <laughs> All right, fine. Um, eight and one, five knockouts, two submissions, never been finished in a fight. Two and one in the UFC, losses one one his first two, losses last one, one no contender series. He also used to fight at heavyweight. He's two and a half times more active than Maximov, but that's based off of one fight for Maximov. Minus two hundred. This is your turn. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna take Puna here, but I also don't feel great about this one. Um it, here's why. Maximov I don't think can win this fight unless he can regularly take Puna down and hold him down. I have no idea if he can or cannot do that because I do think he's a good wrestler, but I don't know what Puna's takedown defense looks like. 
because he's essentially not had to defend a takedown for most of his UFC career, um, despite as long as it is. I think I saw there was one attempted takedown, maybe two. Um, and it's, it's just, like, not very much to go on. I do think he's athletic enough and knows what Maximov is doing and is, like, skilled enough that he'll stuff them. So I'm going to go with him. But, again, I don't feel really good about this pick. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm going Maximov. I think he's worth um, a splash at at uh, plus one sixty. Um, yeah, worth. Uh, I think it's worth a little gamble to see if he's all that he's looked like he, he could be um, leading up to this fight. So let's let's uh, splash some money on the underdog here, and uh, we're different on quite a few. Interesting. It'll make Saturday an interesting day to watch fights. All right, middleweights, surprisingly, are in the main event. Jack Hermanson versus Sean Strickland. Sean Thomas Strickland, right? Thomas, I said, right? Yes, Thomas. Um, his nickname's Tarzan. Why is his nickname Tarzan, Dan? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to ask him? Ask him I don't think I've ever interviewed him. Maybe, no. like, way back in the day. Way, Maybe way back before you got crazy. Yeah. Before, was it the motorcycle accident that made him crazy, perhaps? I'm sure. Why not? Why not? And uh, Jack is the Joker, Hermanson, obviously. All right. Um, his name may be first on the fight bill, but he is the underdog here. So let's tell you about him first. 22 and 6, 11 knockouts, 6 submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted twice. 9 and 4 in the UFC. We've got a pattern, Dan. Loss, win, loss, win. He won his last fight. He was the Cage Warriors champ before this. He also won multiple regional championships. Made his debut back in 2010. Got into reach on Strickland plus 175. Psycho Tarzan Strickland, 24 and 3, 10 knockouts, 4 submissions. He's been knocked out once, is the only time he's been finished. 11 and 3 in the UFC. He's won five street fights. Used to fight at welterweight. Um, he was the king of the cage champ. Made his debut in 2008. He's three years younger than Hermanson. More active striker, minus 225. I will be putting my money on the crazy man, Sean Strickland, who's been. Looking insanely good in the uh, in the cage as of late, and I think he in uh, when he's going to win a striking battle against Hermanson. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with Strickland too. I, I don't know that Hermanson can get him down regularly enough. I don't yeah. know if he can deal with the pressure of Strickland. There, there's just like too many things that seem like, man, this doesn't seem like it's gonna go his way. So yeah, like. I, and I, I'm not. I mean, I, I really like Jack Hermanson. I'm like a Jack Hermanson fan, but I like can't see this fight going his way. I've, I'm like yeah. having a really tough time drawing a path to victory for him. Indeed. So we're pretty. Um, and do you agree? It's probably just going to be a striking performance, maybe a decision I, win for Strickland. I think that's probably the way he's going to want to fight it. So yeah. um, I, I guess we'll see if that's the way he actually fights it or not. But, uh, yeah, like I, I think that that's probably what he wants to do. All right. We shall see if it happens. Um, all right. Want to make some recommended plays, Dan? Let's do sure. that. Um, so each week we both have $100. So we're not betting much. We're only betting 100 bucks on these uh, total on these recommended plays. As many bets as we want to make. Prop bets, straight up bets, whatever kind of bets you want. Um, and these, like I said, uh, there are some fights I told you to, uh, to steer clear of. Um, th- these are ones that we're recommending you play. This is the opposite of that. So after that pointless introduction, Dan, I'll let Dan go first. All right, I'm gonna take. Um, I'm gonna say forty bucks of my hundred, and I'm gonna put it on Chidi and Jikawani to win straight up. Um, I have right. that. I have that much faith in Chidi right now. 
some uh, that's some good odds for that one. Minus one oh five for that one. Um, I will. What did I see? Oh, um, yeah. Let's go forty bucks. Brendan Allen. The number's not good, but he's going to win easily. Minus four hundred. So uh, I will take him. All right. So my next one is I'm going to steal a little bit of your Brendan Allen play, but just ever so slightly. I'm going to yeah. take a parlay. Uh, it's my recommended play. I'm going to say parlay Brendan Allen and Jelton Almeida together. I'm going to take 50 bucks on those two combined. Uh, and despite the fact they're big, fat odds, uh, I'll take him at that comes out at negative 175 with them together. All right, so it's Allen Almeida minus 175, you said? Yep. And how much money was it again? I said 50. 50 bucks. All right. Uh, my, for my next play, I, I'm just going to go straight up. I think this week, I think I got, I was getting a little too fancy with the prop bets and whatnot um, in, in the other weeks. Let's take, um, let's take 30 bucks and Brian Battle at plus 128. I like that number on him. Um, and that could be a nice little payout. So let's do that. All right. And then I'm, so I'm only yeah, on left. I got ten bucks left. I'm just gonna put that on uh, my favorite underdog of the card, and that's Steven Peterson. Uh, I think you quoted him at two twenty. Like I said, I've seen him as high as two sixty. Um, just like like I said, a little sprinkle on Steven Peterson makes all the sense in the world. So uh, I'll take my last ten on him. Plus two twenty. All right. Um, I think I'll blow my thirty. Last thirty. Miles John straight up minus two hundred. Um, I, I was gonna say I don't like that line, but that line's actually not that bad for him in that fight. So. Let's do, let's do that. Um, all right. So, forty bucks entered Kwani straight up to win. Fifty bucks Alan Almeida parlay. We'll get you minus one seventy five, and then ten bucks Stephen Peterson at plus two twenty. They are Dan's picks. I have forty bucks on Brendan Allen winning outright minus four hundred. Thirty bucks on Brian Battle winning underdog plus one twenty eight, and then thirty bucks on Miles Johns winning outright minus two hundred. All right. MVP props and parlays. Dan, you got any others you want to throw out there? No, so I think I gave you my parlay that I like here. If if we're looking for a prop um, that we're we're particularly in on here, I actually like. So I I didn't put it in here in my recommended plays because it's kind of a long shot or a feels like more of a long shot. But Jelton Almeida, uh, who wins often by submission, also sometimes wins by knockout. You can actually get his Almeida by knockout line at plus 330, which seems crazy. Um, I think they assume he's going to sub Danilo Marquez, which is possible. But Marquez is actually pretty damn good at jujitsu in his own right. So Almeida by TKO almost seems more likely than submission to me in a lot of ways. But you can get it at plus 330. So to pair with my uh, my parlay before, I'll add that one in too. Very, very nice. Do you have a... Massive parlay you want to give someone down? Oh, my 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 massive uh, Your hun- hungry man John super fan parlay. Yeah, my hungry man John. So we're gonna we got to start with the, the people who I actually put in my parlay, right? Yep. Which is uh, we're gonna put Almeida and um, Brendan Allen in that one. I, you know, I said I was really high on the Chidi and Jikawani line. We'll throw that one in there as well. Um, Let's add Jason Witt, because I do have a lot of faith in Jason Witt. And then we will close with – let's close with Sean Strickland. Uh, and that's going to give us uh, just damn near about 10 to 1. That's what we aim for every week. And he, he, he hit it once. That was what? 13, 13 to 1. 12 times. 13 to 1. Wow. 13 to 1. Listen to that. And he's he's never going to stop talking about it. 
All right. Well, well I stopped talking about Gerald Mearshart the third winning. No. <laughs> Hopefully he gets the fight announced soon. Um, all right. Let's, let's put this one to bed. We've talked far, far um, long enough for you. Please, well, like I said, give us a review. Let us win this contest. Let us have the bragging rights over the rest of SGPN as having the most loyal fans. So just go to Apple, throw us up a review. I don't, I don't care what you say in it. Just give us a review. Um, follow us on Twitter. Jeff Fox writer would be me. I'm three away from a thousand. Dan, come on, three people. Let's do it. Um, I should probably then, follow you back then. You probably should. <laughs> he is uh, he is Gumby Vreeland, um, and you can listen to his Top Turtle MMA podcast. Who's on this week, Dan? Uh, both Steven Ocho Peterson and his opponent, uh, Julian Juicy J. Arosa. Oh, uh, that's how he knew the Ocho story. That's how it was fresh in your mind. Uh, no, actually, I, I heard that one about, I want to say, five years ago he told me that one. Well, la-di-da, listen to this guy. He goes way back with Ocho. Um, so you can listen to that. You can listen to his prelim hmm, primer. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> yes. Prelim primer. Prelim primer podcast, which I've listened to every episode and I still – I was even on it before, and I still have trouble remembering what the name of it is. And then, of course, um, read our stuff, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, and MMA stuff is over at mma-manifesto.com, where you can get in on the pick'em contest I have running on there. That is all. That is enough. Let's put it to bed. We'll be back on Sunday, where we will give you a update on how amazing we did with our picks and who knows what else. We'll, we'll have something else up our sleeves, I'm sure. Uh, until Sunday, I am Sexy Mexi, Jeff Fox, and he <laughs> is Man Mountain Gumby, Daniel Vreeland, and we will talk to you on, or we'll, we'll talk to you, you'll listen on Sunday. Bye.